0: Are you a team manager struggling to lead your team well? Have you been asked to lead HR, but it's your first time? Or are you an HR pro looking for your tribe? While We Were Working is the show for you. With quick tips and tough topics in 30 minutes or less, the Jumpstart HR team is here for you. So, let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? We have a great episode for you today. I am Joey Price, a co-host of While We Were Working, and as always, joined by our great co-host and lead HR consultant, Summer Keetron. Summer, say hey.
1: Hi, Joey. Hey, everybody out there.
0: Hey, we've got a really great show today. We're going to be talking about why trusting your gut and Google is not an HR strategy. Now, you may have been uh, drawn to this episode by by the caption. Uh, but we're going to unpack what that means. It's something that I've been saying for, for years now. It's, it's a bit of a, a marketing um, message for us. But, but we're going to unpack a few things that will assure you that if you are leading your HR practice from your gut, maybe you're a small business owner or a manager on a business uh, and you're making gut calls, um, that might not be the best thing. And then, obviously, we're not talking about not trusting Google the company but more about the Google searches and where those searches may lead you, and why there may be more to this than what meets the eye on a Google search. Um, but first, Summer, let's go ahead and jump into our high-low Buffalo. High-low Buffalo is where we talk about our wins from the week, some losses or lessons learned, and then a random fun fact. So go ahead, Summer. What's your high-low Buffalo?
1: All right, thanks, Joey. Well, uh, here at Jumpstart, we are getting prepared to do a very big government proposal presentation. So that's certainly the high for the week. I'm really pumped up and I can't wait to hear from the team how that goes. Now, in terms of a low, uh, for those of you out here in California or following the news, uh, we had a, a pretty big earthquake just a couple days ago and you know living in California that's just kind of kind of part of living out here but I'll tell you that in all my years um, they they haven't stopped scaring me so um, you know heart was was pumping and racing but thankfully there hasn't been too many aftershocks and um, now you know we're kind of just back to normal
0: I, in terms
1: of Yeah. Yeah. In terms of Buffalo, uh, for those of you that follow the show, you probably know that one of my uh, many pastimes is that I love to fish. I live out here in San Diego and get to travel and fish in many awesome locations. And so uh, one of my, my latest goals uh, is to actually uh, catch and land a, a gt uh, for those of you that aren't hip with fishing slang that's a giant trevally it's a massive massive uh predator fish and a fun fact about them which is the part that i wanted to share is that they actually can leap out of water to catch birds uh when they're hunting so in case you didn't know Um, there are actually fish that eat birds for food. So I thought that was a fun fact to share.
0: That is, that is, that's not something you see every day. You know, your local uh, trout is not just uh, (laughs) eating, eating birds. Um, Yeah. I I think, I think you should create an invention of bird bait where you just kind of like hang it over the boat and uh, see, see if they bite.
1: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because there's a whole host of videos out on YouTube and I I, uh, I have a link that I'll share on our Slack channel. Maybe we can get it out there for some of the listeners showing what I was just mentioning. But they also will chase pretty much anything that's at the surface that's moving, including remote control like toy boats. So, oh, wow. There you have it. There's there's your fun fact. Uh, the My Buffalo for the week, but enough about me. Uh, tell me about your high-low, Buffalo.
0: All right, well, uh, my high is pretty easy. It's uh, my daughter's first birthday today. Uh, my youngest daughter <laughs> turned one. Um, so I, I joke and say that this this birthday isn't so much a celebration of her life, but of, of actually making it as parents um, through year one and all of the craziness that comes in the midst of having a newborn and diapers and crying and nursing and all that stuff, so we're gonna have uh, a little cake and uh, pizza um, at the house um, just to celebrate her. I'm not gonna have a, a big party or anything like that. COVID's just kind of shifted how we celebrate, but mm-hmm. um, that's that's my high is uh, my daughter's first birthday. Low, um, man, I don't I don't really have a low. I don't really have a low. If anything, it's uh, just talking about that, that proposal you mentioned, that, that anxiety that you get sometimes when you're mm-hmm. getting into something big. Um, but, but I guess a double high is that I get to connect with some of our teammates who are going to come into the area. We're going to uh, have dinner tonight, and then we'll uh, do our proposal tomorrow morning. So that's going to be fun. Maria, Rebecca, uh, look out. Get, can't wait to, to join you all um and then buffalo uh buffalo i, I do want to to point out the obvious that we're at the start of uh black history month so i encourage everyone who's listening to uh, research study learn more watch a netflix or something that challenge you to learn and grow in uh in your appreciation for black history and black culture uh but i actually uh, just purchased my first nft and um I must be swayed by all of the, the cat parents here in our, uh, in our family because my first NFT purchase, well, my second, actually, I, uh, I bought two, but they were they were that expensive, was, was a cat. Um, it's a part of the, uh, the, the Royal Cubs. If, if any NFT followers out there know what that is, but the Royal Cubs, I bought one, and uh, it's got some rare traits in it. Um, so hopefully in a couple of weeks, the value of it will skyrocket and uh, I'll, I'll be able to celebrate that too in an upcoming episode. So anybody that's following and they know anything about NFTs, um, I'm interested in that stuff now. So feel free to share some cool resources. So that's my high low Buffalo for the week is just that.
1: Well, there's a lot of great things going on and I'm so happy to hear uh, congrats on your little one's birthday definitely very excited about the presentation looking forward to hearing more about that and you are going to have to teach me more about these nfts because i'm a little behind on the curve Uh, so yes if you're a listener and and this is uh, one of your areas of expertise make sure you hit us up because we'd love to learn more and how about we uh we dive right into the heart of our episode and chat about uh while we were working
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's jump into while we were working. And if you're tuning in for the first time, while we were working is where we cover an article or a headline or hot topic that you might have missed while you were working. And because this is our Don't Trust Your Gut and Google episode, we wanted to share a few highlights, some, some quirky, some very critical, all of them important, but some new HR laws for 2022 that you may have missed while you were working. And so we're going to unpack a few of them thanks to this uh, publication. Uh, Littler, uh, they're a law firm, and they published uh, an article entitled What's New in 2022? Laws and Regulations Taking Effect in the New Year. Um, We'll drop that in the uh, show notes for you to take a look at on our podcast. But Summer, um, set this up either start with a a law that you think people should pay attention to Mm -hmm. or kind of answer the question, why shouldn't you trust your gut when leading people and managing HR function?
1: Absolutely. Well, I'll try to check off both of those in my response. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm in California and California has so many crazy laws that are always changing. And even as somebody who has worked in this space for over 20 years, it is um, still very much a challenge to stay on top of everything. And so <clears throat> I think when you're a small business owner, you may not have an HR professional on staff um, or you're trying to take things into your own hands. And of course, one of the first places you know that many tend to go to is Google. And they'll do simple searches based off of know some of the limited knowledge that they may have that's been shared and and that's where i think that we can you we can sometimes find uh, ourselves in trouble because if you um if you really don't know how to interpret uh what the law is saying in terms of your specific practice that's where that's where the problems arise so i wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of california laws um, that have changed of course there's many um, but i want to make sure that we add value uh, for those listeners and viewers that came today cool. so gosh in california um, and specifically this article there was a really it was really done quite well in terms of organizing and making the information accessible so um, for those of you that may go out to this article and take a quick look at it, you can find highlights of the information that you need. Um, but I think the uh, the advice component in terms of how this applies to you is really where you want to have an expert involved. So uh, one of the big changes here in California is that um, California added protective leave for parents in law. So previously within the definition of family care and medical leave, it just said parents specifically. Um, and now it, um, it is further clarified that that thought also includes parents in law. So of course, um, that's parents of not only a spouse, but of also a domestic partner. So if you miss that, you wanna make sure that Um, That's a very important detail. You don't want to deny your team members any sort of leave for. And um, in the prior year, in case you missed it, um, prior year meaning 1-1 of 2021, um, somewhat related, all California businesses with five or more employees uh, must provide up to 12 weeks of unpaid job protective leave for qualifying reasons. And one of the important things that I wanted to mention on this episode that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle, and this is why you don't want to trust just Googling this, because on the surface, if you're a California employer and you have, say, a couple of your employees in California, but the others work in other states, that count of five is all employees it's not just those that work in California. So yes, the law applies specifically to your California employees, but whether that law applies to you is based on how many employees you have in total. So kind of bring this full circle. uh, Why you don't wanna trust your gut in Google is because if you just read that, you could very much interpret, oh, this is California telling me this is what I need to do. So it must just be California and you could easily, you know, easily make a mistake in how you administer some of these items, and you know that's what I've got to say on that. Super curious to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, you know, California is a very magical place because of all of the labor law that uh, it creates. Um, I'll say it keeps us busy, uh, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but but to your point, you know. I I think that employers can't trust their gut when it comes to administering policies because employees fall into two categories nowadays. Um, And yes, I'm oversimplifying it, but for the purpose of the show, there's two categories. Uh, There is the, the, the stickler for the rule, the one that has read your handbook front and back, knows the law, knows the things that aren't included in there, and they're going to pin you to the wall of like, hey, you need to give <laughs> me this benefit, even though it's not in our handbook. So for those employees, you, you want to be um, aware that they may know something that you don't. And so mm-hmm. your gut may say, no, I can't give you leave to go see your, your mom-in-law in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the law says you have to. So right. uh, you, should, you should pay attention to that. Um, But then on the other end, there are employees who head is in the sand, don't pay attention to to the laws, don't know their rights and responsibilities. And you do them a disservice by not letting them take advantage of the opportunities that are available to them. And Mm -hmm. that isn't a great place to work at all. So you want to make sure that for employees that are on both ends of the spectrum, you're creating a a climate that is, is great for all. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to call out a law that's in Minnesota. Uh, Speaking of uh, first birthdays, um, you know, this one is a lactation accommodation. So Minnesota, I guess it's state bill number nine. It went into effect at the top of the new year that clarifies that an employer cannot reduce an employee's pay during Mm -hmm. lactation breaks. And it requires an employer to provide a reasonable accommodation to an employee for health conditions related to pregnancy or childbirth. Employers shall not require employees to take leaves or accept accommodations. So we know of pay, uh, we know of, uh, unpaid rest breaks, unpaid meal breaks, but this is saying that uh, those meals for the kiddos, those are compensated. And so, if you're an employer in Minnesota or you have employees in Minnesota, whether they're working remotely from home or not, you know mm-hmm. this is basically saying that your employees should not be punching out. Uh, to, to manage their, um, their, their, their the needs of their child. Uh, another fun one, if I just go down this list really quickly, uh, what's another good state? Another good state that we see here is uh, Oregon. Um, there's a lot of things happening in the area of non-compete agreements. Mm-hmm. And uh, so some things have changed as far as who's eligible for non-competes. Uh, which states have abolished them completely. Uh, But Oregon says that uh, the definition of a protectable interest required for enforceable non-compete agreements has changed. It shortens the duration of non-compete agreements to 12 months from the date of an employee's termination. Agreements longer than 12 months are void. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what happened in Oregon for non-competes. But if I were to go to Illinois and what they've done with non-competes, is they've said that uh, effective January 1, 2022, uh, employees who earn or projected to earn 75K or less can't be held to a non-compete at all. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, we create these blanket policies of non-competes, but the reality is, is that uh, each state is now managing them differently. Mm-hmm. And so what you may be able to apply in Oregon won't apply in Illinois may not apply in New York. And so it really takes some intentionality for people who are multi-state or if you are in a state and you just didn't know the law, um, you can't trust your gut anymore to say, give this person a non-compete and you can't trust uh, Google anymore to say, hey, let me go and get a non-compete template because that template may not apply to your jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you can't trust gut, your gut and Google mm-hmm. on, on some of these law changes
1: absolutely and i appreciate you bringing up some of the some of the interesting items in some of the states because they are ever changing and and to close out this section of the show there were just a couple more that i wanted to drop uh, that i think are are really in that same category of course uh, they are specifically related to california but they are big changes so one of them is in regards to settlement agreements and confidentiality clauses in them and how those need to be changed. A really big one is in regards to non-disparagement clauses. So if you are in California and you have uh, separation agreements that you provide, you definitely want to look at the language in there um, in regards to that confidentially and non-disparagement. But the biggest one that I have seen come across my desk is arbitration agreements so mm. uh, those can no longer be mandatory and and if you go out and you search California arbitration agreements or if you even go onto to the SHRM site and look at their most recent template that they forbid that they've provided if you are using that you may want to check it for updates because it has not yet been updated um, and I haven't seen a whole lot come out in regards to how employers are uh, updating their policies, so um, just wanted to drop those nuggets of information, and um, you know, I, I think there's a lot more, a lot more to chat about in regards to these changes and how they're going to be rolled out here in this year.
0: Well, Summer, I appreciate you being our resident California guru, uh, which is great because we have uh, a lot of areas such as San Francisco. Uh, Silicon Valley Los Angeles San Diego uh, companies that reach out to us in those areas and so uh, you're right out there in the thick of it knowing the mm-hmm. laws and helping to keep our company safe um, let's go ahead and jump into consultants corner and by the way everything we talk about here on the show is something that uh, jumpstarts able to help you with so if you're a small mm-hmm. business or a startup or if you're a multinational corporation establishing US presence you know we're here to help so you can learn more about our services by visiting jumpstart-hr.com. Um, let's go into consultant's corner and uh, go ahead, Summer, set this one up.
1: <laughs> so we thought that it would be quite fun uh, to change things up a little bit and, and under the, you know, kind of keeping with our theme of not trusting your gut and Google, um, you know, how using Google isn't an HR strategy, we thought that it would be fun to go out and do a couple couple common Google searches for terms that small businesses are making and look at what those results are and chat a little bit about them. So are, are you ready for this, Joey? Yes. <laughs> so the first search that we did was how do I make my employees... And then we waited to see what the most common searches were that came up. So uh, I'll share with you just a couple of the top results. And then perhaps we can chat a little bit about why companies might be searching for these. And if these are indeed issues that many companies are experiencing, uh, what are some of the recommendations that we have and how they might even begin to get a handle on them? Yep. Yep. So here you go. So how do I make my employees? The results are feel appreciated, feel connected, more productive, happy, feel safe to speak up, more engaged and more productive and respect me. Um, Let's not forget the last one. How can I make sure my employees are working from home? So I, I see a few themes in there. And, um, you know, if you're following the show right now, live, um, drop in your thoughts on, on those searches in the chat. <clears throat> but I wanted to dialogue with you, Joey, a little bit about, like, what are your thoughts on, on what people are searching for on that term?
0: Well, you know, I think uh, we're seeing some of the secret fears of employers uh, in Google search. And um, that feeling appreciated, connected, productive, those are really about you know, um, workplace culture. Um, maybe uh, leaders are not getting the results that they want, not just from a, a work output standpoint, but maybe the kind of environment that they had hoped to create. And so um, kudos to people that are wanting to make their employees feel more appreciated mm-hmm. and more connected. Uh, that's definitely something that over the past, month are we in now 106 of this whole pandemic you know uh we've we've needed more of that appreciation and Mm -hmm. connectivity um but you know the dark side of me goes like maybe there's someone who's in a leadership role that they're just not qualified for and Mm -hmm. so they're trying to um, figure it out as they go and that could be harmful for your Mm -hmm. teams uh, which is why we do trainings and coachings on some right. of these topics, um, so that your teams can ramp up faster. What do you think, mm-hmm. Summer?
1: Well, you definitely touched on several that i I agree have very common themes, and you know it's it's great to know that these are rising to the top of searches and that it's something that small businesses are paying attention to. But I do worry about the execution and, how it could have you know negative results if it's not handled appropriately. Mm-hmm. There was a couple here that <clears throat> were a little more concerning. One was you know how can I make my employees uh, how to make my employees respect me and how can I uh, make sure my employees are working from home? And to me, uh, I, I think there's a, a couple of underlying. Uh, issues to address there. One is, you know, making sure your employees are working from home. Um, I think on, on that note, you have to have like one clear goals, clear measures of success, and you have to have a high level of trust. You know, if companies are really asking the question, how can I make sure my employees are working from home? Then certainly there's much bigger issues there. Um, so, you know, that's unfortunately not an easy one to, I, I think, to address and solve. But those are questions that we're working with companies on an everyday basis start to discover what's the root cause of that type of fear uh, within their company.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Real real quick, let's do the other one. Um, let's see. It was uh, why do my employees... Oh gosh. All right, so uh, why do my employees um, why do my employees hate me? Why do my employees keep leaving? Why do my employees keep quitting? Why do my employees not listen to me? Why do my employees call me boss? Why do my employees disrespect me? Why do my employees not care? What do my employees think of me? And then the kicker, why do i hate my employees, uh summer i'm kind of at a loss here because (laughs) again these searches (laughs) pop up because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are searching for this so Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on some of these search terms that we just unpacked
1: well it's definitely concerning but i also think that it's you know it's reflective of what we're seeing in in the workforce, that there's just a tremendous amount of turnover. I also think that uh, the uh, the culture that we discussed previously is um, is of greatest importance. And clearly, companies are struggling with a wide variety of issues that are causing uh, unhappy workforce. So, you know, when I when I look at things like why do my employees hate me, I'm thinking. How sad is that to be um, a business owner or a leader and have that type of culture? You know, Those are the types of cultures that sometimes um, we, Mayo know, Consultants at Jumpstart come into and are tasked with you know, kind of unpeeling the onion and figuring out what exactly is going on and providing solutions. Uh, but when I, when I read through some of these, um, you know, why do they not listen to me? Why do they keep quitting? Um, why do they hate me? You know those are clear indicators of large issues that you know if you're an organization struggling with these items, I highly suggest that you don't try to go at it alone.
0: Yeah, yeah, there sounds like there's some deep uh, deeper issues there, and i am just be honest if you're suit if you're google searching um why do my employees hate me Mm -hmm. uh you need hr consulting but it might be helpful to have some some counseling or some therapy as well because Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're running into a consistently traumatic experience for you and uh you probably want some help unpacking that and maybe understanding and embracing the role that you play in creating those traumatic experiences over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, these are some of the searches that came up. Uh, we're, we're we're running a little bit low on time, but would love to keep this conversation going forward. And in social media, why don't you just do some of your own fun searches and tag us? Uh, would love to see what comes up. And uh, be on the lookout for future episodes. But also, this is episode 11. So there are 10 other great episodes. If you've missed them, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, My LinkedIn Live page carries all of the the replays, as well as our YouTube channel as well. So we're we're out. We're accessible. And uh, until next time, we'll see you next week. See you, Summer.
1: (laughs) Bye. See you all next time.